3: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No process overfunded by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter.
6: You, you are, for are listening you to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brand leading the charge tonight and there is so much to talk about when Tottenham are concerned. Obviously, the inquest begins now and you, as always, can have your say and you always join us. Tweet us at Lovesport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. Lovesport giving the fans a chance to have their say and we've got your team covered with Churchill Business Insurance. Well, we are going to be talking about that game with RB Leipzig. Where does the blame lay? That is a big theme tonight and it has been toxic on social media yet again. Spurs season, bringing in Jose Mourinho. Where does it go for now for the guys? Obviously, we have to start with the defeat in Germany this week. 3-0 on the night, 4-0 on aggregate. Ricky, where does the inquest begin? God, I don't know where to start. I mean, again, with Spurs, how many times have we said it this
5: season or throughout other different seasons in charge of the club? that the amount of individual errors we make, the continuous mistakes from players, there's not a head coach or manager in the world that could win a trophy or have sustained success with this group of players. Not Jose Mourinho, not any manager in the world, because the amount of mistakes we make on a game-by-game basis doesn't give Tottenham a hope in hell's chance. It really, really doesn't. So until the club are able to, as we keep saying this word, overhaul or significantly change the squad... I don't really see much changing until that happens, Chaz, And that's obviously really sad. Um, Don't get me wrong, Jose Mourinho is at fault. Daniel Levy is at fault. Pochettino is at fault. This is a combination. It's not just the blame on one person. I'm sure we'll get into it during the show. This is many, many multiple factors, which is why Spurs find themselves where they are today. And
6: it's very, very worrying. And the decline is rapid. The decline is rapid, Jamie, yes. we only get a, a brief amount of time before we do the show, giving the, the, the listeners a little bit of context, and seeing your face, talking to you, I just said, Jamie, yeah. what are we going to talk about? And you said to me, you went, last week, we thought it was rock yeah, bottom, I know, and then, I know. then the game in Germany
7: happened, so where are we at now, Jamie? Well, we, we of course, we said we were choosing which game we were going to prioritise, and unfortunately, we've only come away with one point from Burnley. <laughs> so we so, chose neither. So exactly, <laughs> it mean, looks like we did choose neither, but... Um, yeah, unfortunately, it's kind of this has been a long time coming, and I think really getting knocked out of the Champions League, and it feels as though this could be the long uh, a long time before he sees playing that competition again. I think it kind of now realised how much work there is required on this squad. Um, watching the game, I thought it was really disappointing. Just, there just seemed like a lack of fight in this team. Um, there are players in that team that do care for, about the club, but there are a lot of players that just don't seem to care as much as they do. Um so there is a lot of work to be done with this squad now. Um obviously I've spoken about Tottenham 2.0 um and we spoke about it in the summer but there is I did not realize quite how big a job that is there is to do now. I really think that there is really like five or six players possibly in this team that you'd say are good enough long-term for Spurs.
6: Yeah, and maybe the the rebuild is really and truly at the fore now, seeing just how big a job Jose and the board have this summer in front of them. We always now go to a call, and you can call on 0208 7020 558. This time, uh, Cody joins us all the way from Pennsylvania in the United States. Such a following there for last word on Spurs. Cody, really appreciate you calling in tonight and giving us a little bit of your time. I know you want to talk about the defeat out in Germany.
2: Yeah, let me just say this. I think the injuries are, are a real thing. You know, our squad, our best players are missing right now and our defense as a whole, I think it it's lacking intensity. I think a lot of the mm. players just we don't have we don't have anybody who wants to stick their leg in. I think we need to see some more guys get nasty. I think we're missing that factor right now. Um I like it from Lo Celso. He seems like he's the one that's just he's running out there twenty four seven. Um the Indomboy stuff, is it's true. I think you, you look at him and he's just he's hobbling all over the place. And I think he's amazing when he has the ball. But you can't play a guy who's not giving it his all. And I think we're missing that from a lot of guys right now.
7: Yeah, I think the defence kind of perfectly summarises our score at the moment. You've got the likes of Javit Tanganga, who we see is going to be a really good player one day. But he's not really at his peak yet. Eric Dyer's kind of adjusting back into getting back into centre-back. Um, and, of course, Toby Alderweireld looks like he's past his best. So there's kind of that different, that kind of array across the squad of players that aren't um, no longer as good as they once were and players that are kind of yet to reach their peak. And unfortunately, we just don't have enough players that you really feel were at the peak of their powers. And unfortunately, defensively, it's been a real, real mess this season. Cody, it's been a real big I, mess I, I, since, obviously, Jose took
6: over as well. And continuing on, not obviously, not Jose's fault, but uh, J- the Spurs have conceded the most goals just under Aston Villa since Jose took over in all competitions. What do you make of that? Because he was brought in to shore up that back line. Is it just he hasn't got the players in the squad to work with?
2: I don't even think it's on Jose. I think half of it is mistakes. I mean, I watch every yep. single he game and small. it's always mistakes.
5: Continue. We we don't know how to pass correctly. That's the biggest problem, isn't it? And we've said it. I don't know how many years we've said this. You know, when Jason was here, he said exactly the same thing. You know, two, three years in a row, Tottenham are the biggest victims of their own success. They they really are a lack of success because the amount of mistakes that we make in games is just it's beyond laughable. Beyond laughable. Yeah. Hugo Lloris, listen, don't get me wrong, he
7: saved Tottenham on so many occasions, but to concede the two goals he did in the defence, I think there just doesn't seem that 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 leadership. I mean, there nope. always seemed in that game there was a yep, lot of right. confusion at times. And that's something we've really lacked—just someone that's going to stand up and make themselves counted as a leader, um, as a player. Just ability-wise, we just have missed that, and that's something that yeah. I think we, yeah, we've really I, missed.
5: Listen, we don't want to get away from it. Of course, it's always going to be hard to go there and win. You look at—you got Kane out, Son to Soko, Berjuan. We know that, but mm. at the same time, you know, one of the things Mourinho must have said before going out there: look, is just stay compact, yeah. no mistakes. And I do feel for Jose because on this basis, I don't think there's anything more he can do. No. When the players cross that white line. You know, he does put his hope in, in 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 them and to make the mistakes they do it's just it's beyond frustrating. But to be fair, we have been here so many times with this team, mm. with the same group of players, and it still is not good enough. And I still think Jose Mourinho whoever is going to be in this team it's going to be very very hard for him to achieve success
6: yeah Cody we really appreciate you giving us a call into the studio tonight especially Please, from America always good to get the callers and you can call too 0208 70 20 we want to talk a little bit more about the game now but obviously we mentioned a reaction on social media just through your own friends and, and talking to mm. Spurs fans what is the, the general consensus at the minute because like we said Jamie we, we, we thought we couldn't get worse and here we are and, and so many listener questions tonight which we will get into so thank you for that but where is everyone at right now, Ricky? I just think when we
5: have said in the past Spurs are at a crossroads, I think, like Jamie said earlier, we have to be a bit more realistic. We're not at a crossroads. The project is dead. <laughs> it's dead. There, there is no project. There doesn't seem to be any kind of plan whatsoever. Mm. I think when Spurs got to that Champions League final, there was never consideration that if we lost it, what were we going to do? What was the plan? Was Maurizio ever going to stay? It just feels like the club ripped up what was, you know, the, the five years of building the stadium, building the training ground, you know, trying to get a squad ready to compete for the league. And now we've kind of reset and the reset we've done to me doesn't feel like we actually know where we're going. And again, I think the board to allow this squad to deteriorate mm. how it has mm. is unacceptable. Is unacceptable. And I think now for Daniel Levy, Enoch this is a defining summer for them, because if they do not significantly improve this squad, which again, many will be screaming, why do you believe they will? I'm not saying I believe they will. You do feel they do not put a significant amount of money in, then I don't see where Tottenham
6: are going. I really don't. Well, you mentioned the board and how how have they allowed this to happen and, and they need to act on it. We've got, we're have got we going to another call now, this time from Cos. And Cos, it, actually, you want to talk a little bit about the ball, don't you?
2: Yeah, hey then, guys. You okay?
6: Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thank Hi, you. Thank you,
2: um, um, Okay, I don't know. I've been waiting for this for two days, but I'm much calmer now. I don't even know where to start. So, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to talk about Enik and I'm not even going to talk about how we're playing and so on. Just a little question and a little run. Just regarding the formation, like, basically marino has been moaning ever since Harry, Sonny got injured regarding we can't do this and we can't do that. I'll just put something across to you and you guys can give me your feedback. So Marino plays a 4-3-3 formation normally, yeah? We all agree on
4: this. Yep. Yep.
2: Um, Harry got injured for, um, fairly early in his tenure. I can't even remember how many games. He might have played five, six games for him. Anyway, after Harry, it must have been, what, two months since Sonny got injured? So we had a pretty... Settled back line agreed. Mm. Aurier, Toby, Tanganga, Sanchez, either side, right? I don't, um, and so on. Mm. And then also in the midfield, I don't think Winksy's been out too often. Lascelles was out for a bit. Basically, what I'm trying to say, especially the front players. Mm. So the front three, our best front three for me might be Sunny, and Bergwin. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been playing Bergwin every game since he signed. He's been playing Mora every game. And now he's using Delhi as a false nine. So the only problem and the issue we, that I think that we should have is that number nine is Harry Kane. Apart from that, the team should function normally. Mm. Tell me, please correct me if I'm wrong with this. It should function completely normally because everyone has been playing in their positions. It's only that one position. Sonny has only missed how many games? Five games? Six games? Maybe? Yeah, three. Yeah, so I think it's Sonny, three. Yeah. 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 So we we had Mora. Bergwin and Son for quite a few games and we Mm. were atrocious and ever since Marino's taken over we have been terrible apart from Burnley I can't even remember first half West Ham Mm. his first game of the season West Ham should have got a draw in the second half they had that disallowed goal to make it 3-2 just before they made it 3-2 which other performance have we played half good so yeah I do agree with all these injuries guys come on
7: Please come on! Yeah, I don't it, know
2: why everyone's backing him. I do not
5: understand. I, I think because like, only reason I think, yeah, I think the only reason why maybe we're we're backing him is because it's Jose Mourinho and some. Not just you guys. No, I, I think some sentimental Spurs fans do just generally feel because it's Jose Mourinho. Mm. We have this hope,
6: yeah,
5: that he, with all of his trophies, and I know someone said he's outdated, he's past it. That there is still. Yeah that man in there that can achieve success at Tottenham. But to be fair, I mean, what I will say is that towards the end of the game where we didn't make a sub for the last 20 minutes, it did feel like to me there was a message there to the ball to say, I haven't got a good enough squad. I mean, I was surprised that Troy Parrott wasn't brought on to very, very late. I haven't agreed at all with everything that Mourinho's done at Tottenham so far. But at the same time, you know, I do acknowledge, you know, the amount of injuries he's got at the moment. He's come into a fractured squad, a broken dressing room to some degree. And, you know, can we really go through two managers in the space of a season? Are we, are we, not, no, prepared, no, are we not prepared to give listen, him the summer and listen, let him bring listen, his own players I, in? I
2: will, give, I will give him, personally, obviously, the summer. I reckon he'll go till what, October, November. But what I said, I don't know if you do remember when he did take over, I called literally the, the show straight after. And I said, what on earth has happened between these two most stubborn people in football, Livia Mourinho, Money, Mourinho... Who spends two, three, four hundred million at every single club he goes to? Daniel Levy, who does not give any manager nothing. What was said in this meeting? Has Mourinho totally lost the Mourinho edge and said, you know what? Big club in London, Mm. give me 15 million a year. Uh, Let me say Um, it very quickly.
5: I I just think for me, I think the way that Spur, well, Levy looked at it is that he sacked Maurizio Pochettino, one of the most popular managers in in the recent times at Tottenham, Mm. was loved by a lot of fans. If you're going to sack Maurizio Pochettino, you're going to have to have to have, you know, a very able and capable replacement. And I'm not sitting here saying Mourinho is a very able and capable replacement. What I'm saying is, he had to have someone lined up of some kind of reputation. And he gambled. Is it the right gamble? Time will
6: tell. Mm. Cos, isn't the problem a little bit? We knew of these problems before Jose was here. Jamie mentioned this months and months ago. We need a rebuild, Tottenham 2.0. Maurizio said this, and we kind of saw with the form before that. It just showed how many holes were in the squad. How can we put this all on Jose's door when we go, how can we back him? Because there were a lot of problems before, wasn't there?
2: Charlie, it's not on Jose's door completely. This is ennicked. Like, this is pure Enic, and I've been banging on for 20 years, and I mean every <laughs> summer, every transfer window. Come on, you guys follow, yeah. like, see my tweets and so on, and I'm not going to be a hypocrite. It's not only on Marina, this is all Enic. But if mm-hmm. I, I can't, how shall I say to you, I've, I can't even be bothered to have a go about Enic. This is all on them. This is not spending for 500 days and four transfer windows. This is what happens. Listen, Liverpool, I know, great, they went out yesterday, sorry, but I am not. <laughs> I don't really follow English clubs in Europe apart from Spurs and so on. But um, they're going to rebuild. What's going to happen to Liverpool in the summer, guys? What do you reckon Liverpool are going to do? What do you reckon? Two free players, top players, yeah?
5: Well, every team needs you to improve, so, don't they? Just yeah. stay ahead of the game. Every so. team needs uh, to I improve. See. But Tottenham need more than two or three, don't they? We need yeah, four, five, six, seven.
2: Man City, who just won the treble, was it last season? How many players did they buy? They bought Rodri, who else did they buy? This summer just gone.
6: I think they only bought Rodri, didn't they? It was quite... Considering where City' success is, it was actually but, but quite a, sum- a, uh, a
2: quiet player, summer for them. A first-team player. He mm. plays every game, yeah?
6: But it's, Spurs spent Spurs, the same Spurs, money on no, Ndombele and thought he was going to hit the yeah, ground I running.
7: Think, I think this is... It is difficult. I mean, for me, you know, I've, I've got mixed feelings on Enoch and Daniel Levy, but... I think in what we did in the summer, although as i've always said it wasn't it wasn't quite enough, but I think it was kind of roughly what I was expecting us to do. We spent one hundred and fifty million pounds we went out' got the the players that we wanted we got on we got La Celso. I think and, and Ryan Session, the problem is that none of them have really ever been fit enough to to kind of make that impact and I think that it's look, for me i don't think it's been a Um, how much we've spent problem I think it's how we've spent it I think we've made a lot of mistakes in terms of our recruitment over recent years the likes of Nkudu Jansen in that uh, Davinson Sanchez I mean I think he's a very good player but 42 million pounds was that a wise investment could that have been better better spent Um, this summer of course you know although they were fantastic players they've really had very mixed form and unfortunately I think kind of our recruitment and, and identifying players has been the thing that's cost us the most, in my opinion. Cost us the most. Cos, we really appreciate you calling in tonight. Always, oh, cheers, always good to
6: get your, your points cheers across. Uh, and, and you can call as well, 0208 70 20 But you have been tweeting as well, and we're going to go to your listener questions next. Love sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs. Ricky Saxon, Jamie Brown to be fair to them they want the last word because they don't want to keep talking about <laughs> what they're seeing on the pitch at a minute but fair play to them they are as are you and you can tweet in tonight and join the show tweet us at Lovesport Radio or call us 0208 70 558 but you have been getting in touch with a lot of your questions aimed at the board aimed at Levy aimed at Jose and what you're seeing from the players and we're going to go to a couple of those now so thank you so much for getting in touch the first one this one comes from Reg. Moore saying, "Is anyone really surprised? We're only getting worse, and it will continue to get worse before Jose leaves us in a bitterly, bitterly way. It was stupid not to back Poch when the team needed it, and we was at our peak."
7: Yeah, look, I, the problem is, I think when Pochettino peaked, it was maybe two or three years ago, um, and it was difficult because at that time. You know, we were building this stadium. I'm sure when Pochettino took the job, he would have been told, look, whilst we're building the stadium, you're probably going to have limited transfer funds. So he would have known that. And I think he needed to be clever and smarter. Spurs, as a recruitment, um, needed to be uh, more intelligent and finding players. And unfortunately, we didn't do that. I think a lot of Liverpool's signings—they are all very intelligent. Robertson. Um, they got Matip on a free transfer. They got Wijnaldum for fairly mm-hmm. cheap. They got Salah, who was relatively, I think, relatively. Although he, did, although he played at um, at Mane as well, um, but but with Salah, you know, he was relatively unknown. Although he had played for Chelsea, you know. Let's not forget a, a they sold Coutinho to make those signings as well. But th- and that's maybe that's another reason. you said about but, but, well, yeah. I think that's where we have also made a mistake in terms of. Pochettino, I'm not sure he liked getting rid of players and letting play, key players go. Um, and maybe that was an issue that we didn't quite move players on enough um, to go and raise those funds. But look, we, we were trying to build a stadium and it's difficult because when at the end of the day, football is a business, unless you're a Manchester City and you've got billions of pounds to spend whilst you're bu- building a stadium, then you can go and do it. But unfortunately, Spurs, we are run like a business and, and, and a... a, a I, unfortunately, I, under, I, under, I understand mm. it. Well, this one,
6: uh, back onto the team on the pitch in Jose. And the question comes from Derek L saying, is Jose purposely setting up the wrong team and tactics to force the board into the uh, transfer methods? I think the board are acutely aware that there needs
5: to be money to be spent on the squad this summer, regardless if Tottenham get yeah. in the Champions League or not, which to be fair at the looks very, very highly unlikely yeah. Just say that. At the same time, you've got that feeling, I think, towards the end of that game where you looked at his bench and the fact that he wasn't making a substitution with 20 minutes to go, Mm. there was no Troy Parrott. I think Jetson came on fairly late. It did feel like he was kind of putting a message towards the ball saying, my tools aren't good enough. But we knew that anyway. We knew in January, how many times did we say in January, Spurs needed a striker? We didn't get a striker. We signed Stephen Bergewin. Stephen Bergewin looks like he's going to be out now for a long time. Mm. If he's out for the season, you know, Jose thinks he's going to be out for the season. I think he'll probably be back before that because I think Jose has got this habit and I will say this, he has got this habit of making things a lot more worse than what they truly are because what Jose likes to do, yeah. and this is no dig at him, what well, is it a dig at him, to be honest, <laughs> is that he wants to portray the worst possible picture
7: no, to give him the best
5: excuse. And you will watch this a lot with him. His press conferences are all about getting the excuses out of the way first before he answers any questions that could be deemed as negative at him. And we're not used to this as Spurs fans because we had four or five yeah. years of real stability under Maurizio Pochettino who, to be fair to him, to his credit, he would always try and adapt and find a way and Maurizio had his thoughts as well Pochettino was stubborn in terms of substitutions we used to sit here week upon week in games yeah. that we lost I always say Poch doesn't change the games till late Yeah, we're doing the same with Mourinho mm. but I think the difference is that I will say this with Pochettino he was the right man at the time that gave Spurs the platform to build the stadium and to build the training ground but we at the end of that five years didn't have anything on the pitch and I think the ball fell okay we need to win something Pochettino for me offered his hand when he was going to say that in the Champions League final before that on the pre-match press conference, you know, this might be my last game. You know, I may leave the club. If you're going to do that, for me, there is no real way back. Because he offered his resignation. He was, Mm. I think, in himself there, looking for a way out. And it is sad. I would love to have seen him, you know, win trophies at Tottenham. But the reality is now we've got Jose Mourinho... And I think we have
6: to come together over the summer to give him an opportunity. Having on that loss, honestly, Shaz, I don't know. Well, we've got questions, obviously, asking will he be back And transfer methods. And we're going to stay on that very quickly because we have got another call into the studio. And this time, it is your tradition. It is Adrian's corner. Adrian, and I know you want to talk a little bit about the club's transfer policy.
3: Good evening, guys.
7: Hey, Adrian. Good
3: yeah, I want to talk about transfer poly and transfer rumours linking players with Spurs, you know. Because... What I find incredibly frustrating is when before they talked about us having an ageing squad, well, basically it has been reduced because the three older players really are LaRice, Toby mm. and Yan now. The other age of the squad has actually dropped. But I get, I get frustrated and angry when we're linked with players like William at Chelsea, who's 31 years of age. And the reason for that is, like you, you guys harped on a bit earlier about forward thinking and transfer policies, surely if a club is sensible... A manager who's running the club should have a spreadsheet in front of him. It should give him the list of all the players in each position for the club, twice over, obviously, two for each position. And beside that, there should be his age, the age of that player. Because the last thing you want is like a 29-year-old left back, and then you go and buy another 29-year-old left back. You know, if you've got a 29-year-old left back, you want to buy someone who's about 24 or 25, don't you? Otherwise, you can get a manager come in It go, I oh, fancy this player and that player because they're old and experienced. And when a manager like Josie goes after two or three years or how long he stays, you end up with an imbalanced squad of players that are all old and you can't sell them on because no one wanted to buy Toby, did they, when he's even coming up to 30? Because you don't get that with Real Madrid and Barcelona. They don't do that. They have a totally different philosophy. They'll either... If there really is a really good young player like Mbappé out there, they will go and pay a fortune for him. But other than that, they they tend to go for the the steady 26, 27-year-old they know they can give a five-year contract to. Mm. What do you guys think?
7: I think with Willian, to be honest, it feels like that one that might actually be believable, just because he's worked under Jose Mourinho before, and he's a guy that, that Jose Mourinho can trust. I think that's what Mourinho likes. He likes mm, players that trust, are gonna yeah. that will work really hard trust for him. Is massive for him. That he, that yeah. he can that exactly, and he can trust. So for me, I actually do see Willian as being a plausible one. Whether I actually agree with that, I think that's probably a different matter. Because what I'm are not you sure.
5: making, the guru? Come on! I know. I mean, I was going to ask Adrian <laughs> what you think of you know the potential of a sporting director coming to Tottenham. I think we look back at when we had Paul Mitchell here, mm. uh, you know as well as the man that Mastermind the Sirens of Deli Ali, yeah. Tabi Adavirald, Hun Min Son, Good players and you look at maybe when we didn't have a sporting director. Or in fairness, yeah. I just
7: I just say the De- Alley was I think he, David he, Pl- more David, yeah, David Platt Pl- you could Pl- say, I think and it, it is
6: quite fitting this week, Adrian, and for the guys in the studio, Paul Mitchell, who is now at RB Leipzig, yeah. and it's just it's yeah. just showing Dude, maybe wonders there. yeah a club that's only been formed ten years mm. does it highlight there, Adrian, for you how much you know they do need a sporting well, director. We-
3: Hitchin is supposed to be an expert on French football. We've had In mm. Z, didn't we? Ndombele. <laughs> and now we've got Ndombele. Now... M. Dombelli could turn out to be a dad. Yeah. one of them players like Varon when he went to Man United. just right. doesn't work. This was a guy, also,
5: let's not forget, in the well, summer. Oh, sorry, the, the, in the summer, Agent, you know, M. we I don't think we can forget. This guy was, I mm. think, widely wanted. Some would say, well, how'd he end up at Tottenham? Yeah. The reality is, Tottenham, you know, with the team that put the offer in, offered him a massive wages. I think the guy was, you know, wanted to come and play for Maurizio Pochettino. That's the key here. You know, he sold him the dream, came to the stadium. Saw Maurizio. You know that was the big thing for him. If Mourinho had been the manager, probably let's be honest about it, he wouldn't be here. That's that's what
7: he means yeah. when Daniel I, in, when Daniel Levy said I
5: agree in the minutes and the two. Tr-
3: you know, but with Endon who's also when he played for Lille and other teams, he was playing in a midfield three, not in a two. He's not even settled into the team. and He's expected to play in a two. I mean, like I know, all right, his quality. He should be able to do the job. You know, worst case scenario with Dembelli, if the the fitness and science regime now doesn't work. You could, you'd could, end up, you've, the last result really is doing what Italy did with Perlo, have two players around him that are doing the graft, or to use a more contemporary example, what, uh, our Barcelona utilised Busquets, because he's not getting any younger, and they have players around him that do most of the graft, and they let him do what he's good at, you know. But uh, the jury's out on Ndombele at the moment, he uses class, he's got all the class and the skill in the world, no one doubts his undoubted talent, mm-hmm. but uh, we don't know, and we're all concerned. We all want him to succeed and do well. Obviously, he was paid a lot of money for him. Otherwise, we're going to have to take a, a cut on him and sell him on, aren't we?
6: Yeah, it's such a strange time, obviously, and, and Jose not holding back in his assessment of him on the weekend. Adrian, we really appreciate you calling. It's one call we always look forward to. Adrian there uh, giving us his take on the club's transfer policy. Do they need a sporting director? Like Ricky just said, it's a stressful show, but you can take the stress out of managing your business with Churchill. Churchill's standard policy provides one million of public liability cover with access to our 24-7 legal helpline. Not to mention a range of ad- Add-ons, including cover for your tools, business equipment, personal accident and employer's liability insurance. Visit the public liability page on churchill.com love sports you're listening to the Spurs fan show on love sport radio with me Charlie Hawkins joined in the studio with the last word on Spurs Ricky Sachs Jamie Well, we're not feeling good about what we're seeing on a pitch but it's always good to see these two in the studio missing our other guys as well the crazy train <laughs> is in action we are going to be carrying on with your listener questions but we're still talking factors from that game with RB Leipzig and we want to talk about a certain World Cup winning out because he's provided Spurs with many moments but just wasn't a the races on the day, was he, Ricky? No, he wasn't. And Hugo Lloris is
5: always a debate that comes up on our show, on many different shows out there. If he's good enough for Tottenham, how many years he's got left? I mean, I said, I think during the week on our other show, that Spurs have got more pressing issues than finding a yeah. replacement for oh, Hugo yeah. Lloris. Definitely.
3: Definitely.
5: But I say that, I, I say that during the week, and I look at it and I think, God, that game, you know, I, I mm. do, it does worry me, Jay, long term, yeah. how many years Lloris has got left at the top level when we're Tottenham because. We've seen this on so many big occasions yeah. for us that he's let us down. And don't get me wrong, he has made some great saves for us. So I'm not mm. going to sit here and say he hasn't done. But to make those mistakes, you know, yeah, the first one, I know it's from distance. I mean, I heard, I think Rich Lee was here in a week saying that with that kind of save, it's one that if he makes a save, it's a great save. I don't know, for mm. me, I still think for me, Hugo should be putting that one round the post. He gets a good, decent hand to yeah. it. The second one, I always think, again, near post goalkeepers, they should be beaten from there. But this, is, again, I think is, again, mentality, it's concentration. He's a fabulous shot stopper. Hugo Ruiz is a fabulous shot stopper. That's never been in question. The issue has always been his kicking, and mm. it's always been his concentration from long distance. And that's the two things I've always let him down. I just, I do worry with Hugo, is he coming towards an end? But the problem yeah. you've got with Tottenham is that
6: we still need six or seven players made before yeah. you even look at the goalkeeper. I think, I think, yeah. so, so, Jamie, a, it, that's why it's called a painful rebuild, isn't it? Exactly. Because even Jason, who, who was yep. on the show, you know, it's not one position. There's what a few no, holes here. Is, Jason seven players, didn't
7: he? <laughs> I think this is where um, it's going to take a couple of years. And I've kind of realised that uh, it's going to take a couple of windows because Spurs aren't going to be able to fix all their problems in one window. We thought we'd be able to do it in the summer. We were nowhere near getting, uh, getting to that kind of stage that we wanted to. So in terms of... Um, Priorities. Loris is probably quite way down the list, but with Loris, it is frustrating because you've got such a mixed, mixed keeper there. Because sometimes I think we saw against Man City on so many occasions he saved us, but there was, um, of course, the game at RB Leipzig. It was he was so poor, and he's let us let two big goals in. And um, yeah, and unfortunately, that's something you've got to decide with Loris whether you know you want to stick with him, but you've got those inconsistencies. But as you said, I do think that there are more pressing issues in the squad at the mm. moment.
6: Is it another, a little bit like what you said with Maurizio, that sentiment, he's still there from the Tottenham fans. He is a World Cup winner. Yeah. He's captain. Yeah. What he's achieved for the club. So maybe he does get a little bit more leeway in that sense as well. See, the thing about leeway is that I think Mourinho, he is so
5: ruthless that
7: mm. yeah, he will not sure. allow
5: this to happen. But the question I've got really in, Jay, I suppose what one we've we've never really touched upon, is that we're sitting here saying it's going to take at least maybe two to three windows to get Spurs back into a position where we can even challenge again like it was I think Spurs need to actually have two or three windows to get back to where he was two or three
7: years ago yeah. that's
5: how bad I think it's got I think the I, decline is so rapid
7: I think it's yeah. It's not a case of can we get to Liverpool's no. level it's kind of getting back to the level that we once were yeah. in terms of competing and for the top four this is, what happens.
5: this is what happens when you allow a squad to deteriorate mm. over the course of not spending over two windows and again I put Daniel Levy into that <laughs> I put Pochettino into that I know if, we're building it was a stadium a, yeah, but, uh, I get that yeah, but yeah, yeah. the most important thing Jay's success on the pitch it no,
7: is. I, I, 100% I agree that and unfortunately we needed I think we needed that stadium in order to compete in order to be able to get to that level now obviously it depends on this Mm. you know you need to have that success now but you just hope that now we're in that stadium that we will start to see changes I think that we did I I mean I know as I said lots of people would disagree I think 150 million pounds was was a show of ambition from the club but I think we're, the hard thing is now, see. Jay, is that you look at it, sorry, I know, Chaz, no, we're going to no,
5: no. put a question in, but the thing that worries me now is we've got the stadium, we've got the training ground, mm. we haven't got the most important thing, the players. Yeah. Mm. Who's playing in it?
6: Well, this, is, this is the massive problem. It is a massive problem. And let's let's move on then to the board because we're, we're talking a little bit about that and so many questions for tonight's show are about the board. I'm going to kind of throw in three questions, but they're all really revolving around the same thing. The first time comes from John Wardle saying, without using foul and abusive language, really appreciate that, John, first off, I simply cannot find the words to express my disgust at the way Enoch and Levy have allowed the club to get into this sorry, sorry state. Perhaps the panel we, could find
7: some time to tell us what has gone on. We, we—I tell you what—we should do. We should get the West Ham fan show on and tell them. Let that. We'll let them tell us what they think about their owners. You know, that's what. That's the kind of. Although Jamie coming in with a shot's fired right there! there. <laughs> but uh, no, I understand, and I understand people's frustrations. I do get that. But I look at the way I think that Charlton might agree have, with you on that one as well. Exactly. In a minute. There's, there's Charlton, and of course, we we saw what happened with berry mm. and their owners. That's you know. They've done nothing like that. They've, In terms of what they've built for us, they've kind of left this, the stadium behind, these fantastic facilities. So when people do get their wish and Enoch finally leave and sell the club, we're going to have a, a really strong foundation for success. So I know in terms of on-the-pitch success, it has not been good enough under Daniel Levy and Enoch. But in terms of what they're going to leave behind, I think it's, you know... P- Clubs will be envious of that. Well, I know you feel really strong about this, Jamie. Obviously, launching a, a staunch defence there
6: of the board <laughs> and mentioning other clubs. But it's so true when you do compare it to those other teams. I'm I'm actually on, on the same page as you there. But let us let me fire two questions before you come back. This one coming from at Tottenham Boxing, Sand. Did Enoch and Levy create this downfall deliberately as everything has been their choice? No signings for 500 days is on them. No, no signing of a striker this season is on them. Not backing Pochettino after finishing second is on them. The second question from at Hetspurs saying, can we now start turning on fans? Uh, can we now start turning on Levy because I've had enough of blaming everyone else? But I think this has always been the case that uh, over the last six to nine months we've
5: questioned Maurizio Pochettino, we've questioned Jose Mourinho, but maybe there hasn't been enough spotlight on the board. And I think oh. the voice is now, I think they are getting louder. I think the voice are getting louder and I think to some degree it's right. It's right. And I think, Jay, you make very valid points. You know, for what they've done off the pitch, you can't fault them. You you cannot fault them. We've got one of the best stadiums in the world. It really and truly is. We've got one of the best training grounds in the world, if not the best, right? I, I hear all that. But none of it, none of it to me matters. You know, we can have all the foundation in the world, but if you haven't got the tools to use that stadium or to use the training ground, then do you not agree? What's I the just, point? A little bit.
7: Look, like, I know people are going to absolutely hate me no, for what no, no. I'm going to say, but no. look, the, at the end of the day, football it, it does come that it's a business. It's just that unfortunately, mm. it's that sixty thousand people go there, and it's kind of a matter of life and death for them, and that's that's the thing. And fans only see that, but you Daniel can understand Lee, that when you're paying co-
5: your to ticket money,
7: not, uh, of course. But mm. the, but look, we. I think we were in such a unique situation in terms of we were going through this stadium build. We spent £1.2 billion. It's very difficult to go out and spend um, the sort of outlays that Man City and Liverpool were putting down to, to get build their teams. It was, it yeah. was always going to be, that's a risky business to go and spend that sort of extra money once you're already spending £1.2 billion on a stadium. But can I just say one quick thing, Chase? I also think it's
5: about smart recruitment. And yeah. I look at someone like for Leicester, sure. for example. Sure. Leicester have a plan. Wolves, they have a plan. They have a philosophy. They but go that, out and identify yeah. players. Have Tottenham got that now? That because be... Daniel Levy is now back in control yeah. of the
7: transfers, Jake. Well, that, that's maybe where I would criticise Daniel Levy in terms of he needs to bring in someone that's able to help come in and help the manager. Mm-hmm. We, we saw that maybe briefly under Pochettino with Paul Mitchell, and for whatever reasons he left, whether it was Daniel Levy's fault that, that Paul Mitchell left. But that's something that maybe does need to change. And I, uh, I say maybe. I do think it definitely does need to change because as you've said we've we have spent a fair amount of money it's mm. just that we have not spent it wisely and we've had too many players come in and they've not hit the ground running I mean you look at the two club record signings and Dombele Ballet You've got, um, of course, the sell. So he took, he took his time, but fantastic player now and then. The other one, Davinson Sanchez, and you know, for forty-two million pounds, as I said, you you question whether that's money that's been well invested because he hasn't really kind of hit the heights of a player that what you're paying for with that money.
6: Yes, yeah, a hot debate in a minute, and obviously the board makes people you know want to get their views off their chest and they can. O two o eight seventy twenty five five eight, and we go to a caller now. Jordan, I know you want to talk about the board as well. What, where do you stand on it? We've lost Jordan there. We're going to try and get Jordan back. A really poor line, Jordan, if you can hear us. Try call us back. We just lost him there. If Before we go back to the board, is there any way, Ricky, because some fans, if I can maybe, or, or shoot me down <laughs> if you will, please do, can we put a positive spin on this at all? Because we saw what happened with Chelsea when they had that season out of no European competition. Mm. They come 10th. And there is a question here tonight from uh, Stuart saying, would a season of no European football help us out next season? Because yes, it would be harder to buy top players, but we that then can concentrate on the league and the domestic cups. Is there anything in this? I mean, if you
5: look at this squad... No right... fan wants no, to see no, 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 no European you... football, I, think I understand. If, if you
6: look at this squad right now,
5: to me if they're not in Europe next season, do mm. I see it going any further than I do
7: now? Mm. I would say marginally. That would, and that would massively hit the budget or in terms of what we've yeah. had to spend. And, if we and don't that's, have me, and that's me being
5: kind. I just look at this squad and it's still in areas just simply not good enough. It's not good enough. You cannot rely on one senior striker in Harry Kane because to be fair, he's not giving Troy Parrott a run. Mm. Spurs, for me, again, a lot of it is going to come down to this summer's recruitment. And I think, again, as Jay said, it's not going to be done all over one window. But if we do go out and no. see some real ambition, and I get it, Undembele was big ambition. So yeah. was Ch- So was Le Celso. I, t- I totally understand that. I totally get that. They were two mm. ambitious players. But at the same time, Spurs' biggest issue for me was not building on top of that, building around it. We always needed a second striker. We never got a second striker. Yeah. And I think Spurs again, are going to be in a situation where in the summer... They're gonna to have to make a decision on Ndembélé for me. I think does Mourinho want to work with this player that
6: soon, one season in? Well, yeah.
5: Look at the situation at the moment with Mourinho and Ndembélé. I'd you know, be, I'd it, be I'd it's I'd a be, tricky
7: one. I'd be really disappointed if they we, gave up on Ndembélé in, in one window. But he's got to do so much more because we are, as fans, mm. we're so disappointed. And that's and that's my whole point about you know does does spending it doesn't always equal success nope, because nope. you've you've gone and spent on sixty million pounds, which mm. is what all us fans wanted to see, but it doesn't look like it's been very. You know, clever recruitment at the moment. I d- but in terms of long term, I do think that Andomale, and I hope he will come good. Um, but it, yeah, we'll have to see.
6: Well, let's keep on this recruitment a little bit, and, and maybe what the plans are for the summer. But just because there are a lot of questions in about players arriving and certain players leaving, and we're going to kick that off next. Love sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs and Jamie Brown. What a show we're having, talking everything from the fallout of that defeat with RB Leipzig, looking at Jose, looking at the board, the chairman, the fans, where do they lay the blame? And we will be looking at that clash with Man United, Jose's return on the weekend. And they are currently 5-0 up, is it, Jamie? 5 nil, yeah, 5-0 they've won. Up. Well, they've, won yeah. they've won, it is over. So a lot of momentum, but maybe playing into Spurs hands a little bit because obviously playing tonight rather than earlier this week and you can get in touch tonight tweet us at lovesport radio or call us 0208 558 i want to stay on recruitment and plans for the summer will jose be back because there's a lot of questions and we'll start with this first one from noah Desantis saying guys how prepared should we be for the summer is it going to be a really sad time for the club no doubt some players will want to stay but will they I think for me, the the biggest
5: hope and optimism I could get would be Spurs to do something, as I said, bring in a a director of football or a sporting director. Give us some hope that there is some planning going ahead. Yeah. Please. And that's regardless of Mourinho's long-term future or if he's here for the short term. Give us some hope that there is going to be some new and fresh direction because at the moment, it feels the club lack identity both on and off the pitch. Mm. And even when you go to that stadium now, don't get me wrong, listen, I love the stadium. I, I do love the stadium, but we've upgraded to corporate and you see what you've got on the pitch. And like Jay, Jay's right, listen, we've got, we've got great foundations, but unless you've got the tools to be able to compete, it's very, very sad and supporters are very frustrated I, and I, I understand I, them completely. I think
7: the, the other thing in terms of people that do defend Daniel Levy... That now that we've seen kind of the state that the squad is in, we knew it was in a bad state, but now we are knowing after the season that we've just had, um, really, there, there is really not much hiding for Daniel Levy to do now. So, you know, whatever you think of him, I think that it is it is a massive summer in terms of how he's going to be judged because there's so much to do with this squad. Do you reckon, Jay,
5: Hello, listen, we've had our discussion, do you think it's make or break for him this summer?
7: Yeah, I do in a way because, I mean, as, as, as much as I, I recognise what he's done, um, in terms of off the pitch and the state that he's left the club in, in terms of we've got brilliant facilities. Um, there is a, there is As I said, there's a huge amount of work to do and he's got to start a, a, the big rebuild this summer.
6: Yeah, and we go straight to another call this time uh, from John in Raynham. John, good to speak to you again. I know you want to actually talk about a little bit about everything that's going on at the club.
4: <laughs> Hello, boys.
6: Hi, uh, John. How are you?
4: I'm all right, thank you. Yeah. I just want to say to you, everything you're talking about it makes common sense to me. You know, <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, to buy any players, first of all we've got to sell a lot of players. What, how, mm-hmm. However many we've got to yep. sell, we've got to sell before we can buy players. Yeah. Uh, secondly, uh, we're not going to finish fourth. I, I think that's impossible. <laughs> mm. That's my opinion. I don't know what your full opinion. Full from is. bottom,
5: John. Maybe the way it's going. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: what we'll go full from bottom the way it's going? <laughs> I think you. Most common sense what you're saying. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, I can't really pick a, a deep. What, I think the there's only one player that I can pick out who's been playing well with Spurs. Is Asalto? Uh, is it?
6: Yeah, Asalto. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. Solso, yeah, he's been playing well with Spurs. Yeah. I'm in that. You know, it's a sad state of affairs what Spurs have got now. It's really, you know, as you said earlier on, it's going to take at least one yeah. or two seasons. I think it's like three.
7: You 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 said about um, players getting rid of players. One player who I think we've all been very frustrated by this year um, is Deli Ali. Is he is he a player that may, you'd maybe consider selling in the summer? Well,
4: I'm disappointed with Demi Ali because early early doors when he first played with Spurs he was brilliant. Yeah. And now he just seems to. I don't think he doesn't want to play with Spurs. He does, but he's no, He's no help.
7: Mm. Well,
4: uh, you know the thing is with Demielli, he obviously needs Kane and yeah. Sonny.
7: But that, that's, that's, okay. that, that's a frustrating thing because yeah. in this time yeah. where, where we've, we've got no Kane um, and Son, you want someone to stand up and you feel as though Delhi has that quality but he yeah, hasn't, he, he has just hasn't really. He
5: hasn't got really... the players around him. I also think, I think John, you'll agree. He's playing out of position, he's not a, a center yeah, forward, for sure. he's, no, not, he's not, not used to playing up top, he's used to playing just behind Harry Kane. But yeah, you, you do want more. But I will say, Delhi, I thought his interview he gave to BT Sport after the game, you know, to come out, players they don't ever really like interviewing on the back of that. I thought he spoke ever so well and he spoke as one of the senior players now. He's not young anymore, Delhi, mm. he's not young no, anymore, no. but I think. To go back to Jay's point, I mean, I think I would consider selling Delhi if it meant we get a huge... I don't know how much money you get for him. If it meant going back into the squad, that money, Mm. and, you know, trying to bring in two or three players. I don't know what Delhi Ali's current form gets you, though. I'll be honest, in terms of money-wise at the moment.
4: Yeah. That's right. But the thing is, if we don't finish in Europe for next year, Mm. can you see Kane or Sonny staying? I think the only
5: way they stay, John, is because it's Mourinho in charge. And even then, you know, that's still...
6: Yeah, I think that is a really big topic, John. We're going to be talking a little bit about Kane. There's so John. many questions coming in, asking about their captain. John, we really appreciate you calling. We jump straight to another caller, this time from Jordan. Jordan, you want to talk a little bit about the board meeting with the Supporters Trust?
1: Yeah, hi, chaps. How are you doing? Hello, Jordan. How
6: are you.
5: are
1: you? Yeah, good, thank you. Well, um, we're, we're, Under the, the
5: circumstances. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um,
1: what it was, um, I saw that the Supporters Trust released their meetings from their last meeting with the board. And uh, Levy's comments around uh, the DNA of Tottenham and the type of players they sign, and wanting to sign young players and bring through uh, young players through the academy, that to me sounds completely the polar opposite to how Jose Mourinho likes to operate as a manager or coach in terms of the players he wants in his squad. So I don't know how that will work moving forward if Jose is going to be in charge of a rebuild because it goes against everything that he does as a manager. I just wanted to get your
5: thoughts on it, really. I think you're right, Jordan. I think you're, you're spot on. I mean, we have, barring the coronavirus, <laughs> getting more and more serious. At the moment, it's a silly thing to say because it is serious already in the UK here mm. where we're recording from. And we're hoping to have Cat and Martin with us next week. We're hoping to have them in here to discuss Daniel yeah. Levy's comments to them directly. Yeah, th- listen, the trust comments that came out obviously at the minutes, it- it's just worrying in general, isn't it? Because he said himself that he's worried that if we don't get the Champions League... Then it's going to have a major impact on us in general. And again, I agree that you know even from the case of buying players, it's young players. You know, Spurs. They said I think to some line, they like to create superstars. Yeah. And to me, I mean, it's lovely hearing that. But I look at where Spurs want to be, and the man they've got in charge, and Pochettino was the man to develop players and improve players. For me, Jose Mourinho likes to buy ready made players, yeah, but, And
7: that's the thing, and that's I think where we have struggled as well, because we haven't had we've haven't brought in players that have hit the ground running and that's been our real big issue. I mean, maybe you could argue that La Celso has come in once once he did get fit, but that's what something Spurs do need to address in terms of the players they're they're signing because Ndombele, Sessignon didn't hit the ground running. And I think that we need to kind of target those sort of players. Um, maybe in that sort of 25 sort of age, where you may be reaching a compromise in terms of a guy that's got lots of years ahead of him, but is kind of almost ready-made. I think we do need to look at start bringing in players that can come in that are that are at their kind of near their peak, p- near the peak of their powers. Because at the moment we've kind of had too many players that that have taken that are taking a while to settle. Do you think um, Pot is a uh, Mourinho? Sorry, is letting it kind of out onto the field though
1: because the game midweek week against Leipzig mm. you know it, he waited till gone the 80th minute to make a first substitution um, and you've got these young players on the bench that are willing to give their all for the club and to me it's just like his petulant arguments with Daniel Levy is spilling out onto the pits and it's just costing Tottenham dearly he's not changing the formation he's blaming everything on injuries but he's got the personnel there It's more so Mm -hmm. what the team does on the pitch and how they deliver on the pitch and how they're set up. But we just don't seem to be... Putting the players in positions that they know, and I just yeah. feel like Le- Levy and Mourinho are in this mini tug of war of yeah. how the club should move forward.
7: I think I think it has been. We've I think we said last week we've kind of got a bit frustrated with the way that Jose Mourinho is, um, maybe speaking in press conferences that he's so negative because it does feel as though it's kind of reflecting on the pitch at the moment because there is a lot of a lack of confidence amongst a lot of players. You, I think that was very evident. Um, against RB Leipzig because although maybe we looked as though we had set up and we were doing things right, there was still um, lots of you know poor communication in within the defence, and I just think that there is kind of a lack of ish, uh, lack of confidence um, in this squad at the moment, and it does not help with uh, Mourinho continuing to reiterate that.
6: Yeah, Jordan, we really appreciate you giving us a call into the night. Always good to speak to you fans. And you can still join us because there is still half an hour to come. You can tweet us as well, but we're still so many more listener questions. But we want to get into not only the Harry Kane saga, because there is one a little bit developing, but looking to that Man United game as well. Just quickly, though, before we do go... For you what what are you seeing amongst other fans at the minute because even hearing from fans tonight some talk about the ball Jamie some talk about Jose some talk about how long
7: this has well, been going yeah. on what do you make of it it's unfortunately it is incredibly negative at the moment and in a way you know it is if we do maybe get this break and we're not gonna um, because of the, the coronavirus, you know, it's, it's really worrying the the reaction we might see in the stadium in terms of you feel as though now the supporters are going to start turning on the club. I think Chris Cowlin uh, did point out um, when he went to the RB Leipzig game, there was a lot of abuse being held at the board um, when they when they passed fans. Um, even Jose Mourinho was was getting a lot of abuse. Um, and unfortunately, amongst Spurs fans, it is very negative at the moment. It, it's frustrating because, look, we, as much as I understand why frosh, uh, supporters will get frustrated, we're also, you know, we're there to support the team. And unfortunately, again, you know, we, we, we mentioned about Jose Mourinho not giving the team confidence. But unfortunately, the way that we're kind of reacting and the negativity that we're bringing at the moment, I don't think that helps as well. Yeah, it doesn't help, but
6: there is still half an hour to come on the Spurs fan show. We're going to be talking how maybe the coronavirus could affect the team and the Premier League. We're seeing it with other leagues around Europe and other sports in America as well. We're going to be talking about the game with Man United, talking about Harry Kane, and taking more of your listener questions.
1: Love sports.
6: listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs and Jamie Brown, but we are not uh, near the last word yet and you can still have your say on it. Have your word on it. Tweet us at Radio or call us 0208 Normally I'm outnumbered by one or two more members. Today it's just Ricky and Jamie, although at the minute it's a little bit like school. They're passing notes to each other, <laughs> coating me off. I don't know what they're saying, laughing to themselves, but we are talking <laughs> about Spurs and there are still so many questions to obviously say. I want to get into a few of those now because a lot of them asking about your captain. The man who is injured at the minute normally leaves Leading the line, uh, yeah. Harry Kane. Now, media's rumours swirling around as they always do. Social media. I say captain. I know it's Hugo Lloris, but you know what I mean. Captain, yeah, 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 in so, yeah, essence, sure. talisman. Yeah. And the first question is from Adrian Toner saying. Rumors: Harry Kane asking to leave Spurs in the summer. Can we believe this? How much is true? If so, what should the club's
7: response be? Mm, well, the the worrying thing with Harry Kane and he is that sort of men that got that mentality where he wants to be the very best and he'll want to prove himself. Now, whether he sees that in terms of going to the biggest and best clubs and being able to show, look, I played for a Real Madrid, I played for a Barcelona. Maybe that would be the worry, but this is going to be a huge test of of his loyalty to Spurs um, and whether whether he wants to try and win a trophy with Spurs, whether he he can see Spurs winning a trophy. But as I said, it feels as though we are a long way off doing so at the moment. There is a lot of, um there's going to be a lot of windows we're going to need to, to kind of rebuild this team. So it will, it's going to be a, I think it'll be a really, really difficult decision for him this summer in terms of, does he want to stick around and see if, see if he can win something with Spurs? I'm going to be honest and say this, and this might not go down too well. I would not begrudge him if he decided to
5: leave it in the oh, season, yeah, but no, yeah. I wouldn't. I think for the amount of years he's given to Tottenham, the service, the way he's performed for us. You know, the only thing you would say about Kane again, it's one of those things where it sounds mad again. Do you, s- I, I feel crazy saying this, do you sell the poster boy of the football club? to bring in a lot of money. Uh, Because Harry, let's be honest about it, Harry in the last three or four years, he has had a lot of these injuries that Mm. come up and it leaves him out of the squad for a long time. Can you afford to sell Harry Kane? Mm. My biggest worry is, do I trust this current board to replace Harry Kane adequately? No. And I don't. And that's my biggest worry. If you said to Mm. me that I could put Liverpool's owners in with their recruitment structure, their smart policy, or Leicester's with their smart policy, I'd feel, okay. maybe, as crazy as it sounds, maybe I would consider selling Harry Kane Uh, Yeah. And bringing another striker in you know, that I believe could make a difference. But yeah. I just don't know because of our current board whether I could yeah. believe and like, trust I, I, him
7: on that. I, I don't want to keep talking about Harry Kane leaving. Let's, mm. I, I'll, I'll, hopefully, yeah, you know, hopefully, if we can talk about mm. him staying. Yeah. I think the biggest, most important thing, and I think it's been a lot of people have said, of course, you know, you, you can't get in a, who's going to come and sit on the bench instead of Harry Kane. Now, mm. the way that Harry Kane's body is, and we've seen with the number of injuries it picks up, I think that he needs a guy that's going to be able to come in and give him those uh, a chance to rest. I think that we need to go and look at signing a strong striker um like what like what Manchester City have in terms of Sergio Aguero and, and Jesus, Gabriel Jesus. Yeah. Um I think that we need I did I wasn't sure how strong um in terms of how important it was that we got that second striker but now it kind of with the issues that we've seen Harry Kane getting because he's constantly having a play. I think it's really important that we go and get a really strong second, second striker in the see, summer. See, when you when say second striker, for me, what I
5: want to see Tottenham do this summer is actually go and get someone that genuinely can compete with Kane mm. and actually feels that when he's at the top of his game, he's good enough yeah. to be better than Kane. Yeah. And yeah. that might sound mad because Harry Kane is definitely up there for me, one of the best strikers in the world. But you want the player coming into Tottenham to genuinely believe in his heart of hearts mm. that he could replace Kane and he can be better than Harry Kane. Yeah.
7: But I don't think Harry Kane's going to be able to play ninety minutes for twice a week every week. Well, he can't. We've seen it now, we, Jay. We've I seen d- it
5: now. The amount of injuries—it's exactly. catching him up now.
7: Exactly, and that—and that's where I think. I wasn't sure, and so, as I said, I wasn't sure how how in, how pressing that issue was in getting that second striker. But it does feel really important now, mm. with another season of mi- ha- missing Harry Kane for a number of matches. I think that that's a big issue in the summer.
6: Yeah, a big issue
7: in the summer. Rumors swirling around. We won't talk about it too much. I know, Ricky, you're the transfer
6: guru, but <laughs> no, Jamie, give want... me a look there, Sam. Let's not talk about Harry. Got... We want
5: Harry Kane to stay. Of course, you want Harry Kane to stay. We all do. But at the same time, I think for what he's given to us, I don't think anyone no, could no, be on his sorry. back or begrudge him now. I honestly think he's got to that point now where you look at Tottenham, we've both sit and said this evening that for us it's going to need two or three windows minimum and that's before if Spurs can get, even get back
6: into the Champions League, we're so far off it now Yeah, so far off it and we're going straight to another caller and this time it is new regular, it is Stelios Stelios, <laughs> always good to speak to you, thanks for joining us tonight, I know you want to talk a little bit about what you think the club need to do in the summer and what do you make of the Harry Kane rumours at the minute
2: Hi
0: lads, you alright? Hey good, Stel, thank you um, I had to leave my call till late because um, if I called up early, I, was, I was, honestly, I was going to lose the plot on the phone. <laughs> and I thought, well, let me let me let you guys talk. I thought you'd be happy though. I thought you'd be happy ball.
5: still. We've we really discussed the ball tonight. I thought you would agree with all those points. <laughs> oh, mate, I,
0: I'm, I'm very happy with what you guys are saying and what's being said on social media. Um, regarding the thing about Kane, Selling him would be a disaster mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when Liverpool sold Coutinho um, to bring in uh, a Alisson. goalie and a, a centre back, yeah, selling Kane to bring in another striker mm-hmm. is madness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. you know, they, they sold they sold a player that they could, you know, they had other midfielders available yeah. at the time. They sold a midfielder to get two other positions. We're selling one position to do what with that money? And that's what worries me. And Kane isn't... No disrespect to Coutinho, Kane is our top, most influential course, player yeah, in
5: the club. The worry for me still is, you know, can we keep him fit for how many more years to come? That's my only biggest worry. I want Listen, I want to see Harry Kane stay here. I would never want to consider selling him, but my biggest worry is his fitness. Well,
0: Ricky, the question you've got your, to ask yourself is, all of us need to basically ask ourselves... Why is he always injured? He's well, because he's not got no competition. Any... Yeah, correct.
4: Mm. Yeah.
0: Same. Why? Why do you think Steve Bergwijn just got injured? Yeah. Yeah. He's only just been there. He, he came in and suddenly every week, ninety minutes, you're starting, you're starting, you're starting. <laughs> From a guy playing once a week in Holland, he's playing two, three times a week in England. Yeah. You know. So, for me, I, I'm 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 really happy with everything that's happening now because. It's exposing the board. It's exposing Levy. And it's going to get more toxic. I've said it before. And and the more and more the players are, are becoming fed up, the more Mourinho's kind of being called out and having to justify things and uh, saying things that he shouldn't say, the more that puts Levy's decision to hire him into doubt. And this summer, like uh, Jay kind of said, this is it for Levy. Mm. You know, let, let if he doesn't put down the money this summer that we need, and if he can't keep hold of the best players and keep Mourinho happy, I, I just feel this fan base is going to turn big time, because I've, I've never it seen so fans. Isn't so. He's, he's
5: getting quite poisonous now. I know,
0: I know. Yeah. I know. But you know, in some ways, Ricky, though, this is what we have to go through. Though It's sad it's come to this,
1: mm-hmm.
5: but
0: this is kind of what we have to go through to actually get owners to put the first team as their priority, not you know, point number three or four on their list of priorities yeah. for the club. But I, I just wanted to call up, the reason I did call up though is because I wanted to say what I think the has to do in the summer. Um is four things. Number one, they've got to keep the best players. They've got to. That for me that is if, if you mm-hmm. if you don't keep those best players then I don't know where we go. Well,
7: um, about Dele Alli? Number... what about Deli Ali? What about Delhi Deli Ali's one that we've discussed as maybe a guy that we might try and move on is he a guy that you'd you'd look to you, you'd keep in the squad?
0: See Deli for me is like Harry Winks and um like Tanganga, those kind of players. Mm. Unless you play them in their right position, yeah, yeah agree. Yes. they're prone yeah. to being exposed for not looking good in certain games. Yeah. yeah. You know? And until we have the squad big enough so that we can play players in their yeah. strongest positions. Exactly they're going to get a rough ride. And I think Dele Alli is one of the players that suffered because of that over yes. for a couple of years now. Um, the second thing i do after keeping the best players is you, you, you've got to get rid of the shit. You have to, man. There, there's enough players in that team now that have, like Serge Aurier, He, it's unacceptable Spurs have kept him and got rid of Trippier. I mean, it's bonkers, isn't it? Mm. Um, not just him. There's, 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 there's quite a few. Secondly, we have got to recruit the right players that we need. Mm-hmm. Not what we've, you know, January was a perfect example. We so needed a striker. Ricky Sachs even said it. I'm so <laughs> really? worried we haven't bought a <laughs> Who's that idiot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> no worries, mate. <laughs> you know, uh, you know but, but, uh, listen, how many of us agree with you, Ricky? You said...
6: Not many. There's <laughs> not many. I
0: can't. Listen, I did. I did. a lot of. Thanks, Del. Thanks mate. You know, whether they called to show up or not, everyone knew mm. as soon as we didn't buy a strike in January, yeah. we were so exposed of we to was. what has happened now. Mm. So we've got to buy the right players that we need.
5: Still, finally, can I ask you very quickly, before you give us that final point, yeah, very quickly, yeah, how important me. for you is the sporting director philosophy? Would that be something you want to see come in quickly?
0: I want the manager to be in control mm. of who he wants well, and who go. he doesn't want. Still,
5: me and you know, we Daniel Levy there. How realistic is that to say? Well, yeah.
0: well, then, well, then, well, then, well, then Daniel Levy isn't the man for the club because he will never, ever, ever be backing the manager.
7: Yeah,
0: you know, that, what, You've know read the recent articles about Paul Mitchell at Leipzig. He basically sourced most of the players that they've got at Leipzig. I've never heard of any of, them, any of those Leipzig players except for Pomenkano and Timo Werner. I've never heard of any of those players. They absolutely popped us off the park.
6: Yeah. Mm. You know? Nope.
0: So you've got to be listening to the people that know, and that is either a top scout yeah. or the manager. Still, you've got me hang, hanging on a, a
6: strings here. I want to know this fourth point. I'm, I'm writing a letter up to leave <laughs> you as we speak. What's his fourth point? <laughs> well, the fourth point is we have to
0: change the way we play completely. Wait, I'm just getting these in capitals. Believe, Go on. I don't believe. I don't believe. <laughs> I don't be, Jose Mourinho is the man for that, and I'm being honest with you. I I, 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 he, he's had plenty of opportunity with or without the players that he he's got at, at his disposal to show us w- how can we go about this game. What, 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 what method of or system can we go with that creates enough attacking opportunities that can get us goal scoring chances? I haven't seen a thing. So for me, unless he's going to miraculously <laughs> change over the summer. I don't believe he's the guy because he's not a rebuild guy. He's not a... Poch would have been the perfect man. I can't believe what we've done. Oh, uh,
7: no, I know.
6: It is it, it, crazy. And you're saying he's not a rebuild guy. That is maybe some still, of the just concerns. Remember that still,
5: you know, with Poch, at the, at the very, very end, just to so make this point, you know, I think he offered his resignation, Poch, didn't he, at that Champions League f- before the Champions League final? We all wanted it to work, but even after that Sheffield United game, it was always going to be tricky. Yeah,
0: look, at the end of the day, that two-year transfer ban that we're now paying the price for—how how disheartened must he have become, given what he put into the club? You know. So, I, I listen, potcher Pot- has gone. I'd love him to come back. Maybe he will. You never know. Anything's possible. But I do believe that the way we play does upset some of the players as well. Hmm. You know. Don't forget, we've got a lot. Of, we've got some technical masters in this team. Hmm. And, and some good youngsters, though.
6: You've got some good youngsters. It it, it, it does bode well yeah. for the future, Stelios. We really appreciate you still calling in, and giving us a four-point plan. always good to hear from Stelios. So much insight <laughs> into the team. But well, we are going to be looking at that Man United game next, and actually talking about the coronavirus, how it can affect the side in the Premier League. Even breaking news coming into the studio. What is going on at the minute? love sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I, I nearly forgot my own name. I have no control in this studio. I'm joined with Ricky Sachs and Jamie Brand from The Last Word on Spurs. We are talking uh, uh, obviously the game on the weekend against Man United, Jose's return. But slightly more serious matters going on, uh, not just in football or in sport. In the world at the minute, the coronavirus. Breaking news even into the studio from the tomorrow if you feel symptoms. You need to be at home for seven days no matter how mild that is we're seeing events jamie and i know you, you mm. follow a little bit of american sport as well the nba being called off the nfl was shutting down the mls is shut down syria is off la liga is shutting down for two weeks the premier league have been a little bit behind this what do you what do you make of the whole situation i me from a tottenham perspective and everything else that's going on yeah well i mean firstly this is a it's a it's a real
5: real sad state of events we find ourselves in mm. it's scary because we don't want fa- you know we don't know what we're facing it's uncharted territory yeah, really it's uncharted territory because you don't know how to treat it that's the that's the first thing and people are dying so yeah. you know that is the most scariest thing in the world um so so scary and again i would just reiterate what you're saying Chaz. if you feel in any way you're real or, or yeah. obviously the symptoms you need to go and get yourself checked out immediately and you know mm. self-isolate as we've seen um from a football perspective. If they were off the season now, I'd be the most happiest person <laughs> in the world. Honestly, if we yeah. could just press reset and this never
7: it, existed, mm. this season never happened, I would take that. I would leave it. That'd be great. It is a massive shock though that games do sound like they're going to mm. go ahead with fans. Yeah, as well. right, that, yeah. And and for me, you know, I'll be going on the I'll be going on the weekend. But it is worrying that that obviously there's all this about. Um, because you know it's a massive It's a well, ma- there's going to be a lot of people there the argument yeah, is I, that we might play like, better be on closed doors Well
6: who knows but I mean we're seeing a case of even this week Spurs going out to Germany fans mm. are there and yet Rangers play tonight in Germany fans aren't there mm. so a really different situation Wolves wanted their game postponed and we're seeing fans can't be in the stadium yet fans mm. are travelling out you know yeah. like they did to Germany they're interacting with fans they're socialising mm. with fans still at risk and then we're seeing players not being able to shake hands and then challenge each other well, on you, a pitch for 90 minutes you've got
5: players that are breathing over each other yeah. for
6: 90 minutes that are doing anything yeah.
5: but shaking hands. Oh, just don't it know. does feel quite like
7: weird at the moment because obviously uh, Madrid is an area that's been quite mm. badly affected, and of mm. course there was a lot of them travelled over to England yesterday yeah. for the for the Real Liverpool Madrid game. players
6: are being tested, aren't they? Currently, well, there's that, so, but we know
7: So it's an area that was affected. So that was an odd that was an odd decision. But there has been a lot of maybe questionable decisions. Of course, the Arsenal game uh, versus Manchester City was one that was um, postponed, that was called off. Um, we so know some of the Leicester players have also now apparently got symptoms. Well.
6: Well, the worry is, I mean, if the if the couple of players get symptoms or they test positive, do they postpone the game? Oh, well, we, we're without our captain, we're without our keeper. Does it? Too, how many have to drop it, out for the game to be postponed? That,
7: I, it just, What's going on? I, it feels as though we are prioritising the games going ahead rather than safety. and that is Rather like a, than other leagues, though. Serie A, La Liga, yeah.
5: all off. That does worry us. I think that we should be worried about that of other course, countries yeah.
7: seem to be a bit more ahead of the game. To be fair, though, they are probably more ahead of the disease than, than we are currently, but... Mm. It is it is worrying because it is a big issue in this country. We've seen the, the number of cases have, have, have risen significantly. So it does feel as though there is a bit of a case. We are just trying to get these games uh, these games played and there isn't really a huge amount of consideration of, of the safety.
6: Yeah, and obviously we're keeping it Tottenham, talking of Tottenham, but... Even hearing maybe, you know, UEFA wanting to push you, the Euros back to next 2020, 2021, so mm. the games can play on into mm. the summer. It's just, we just don't know where this season yeah. will, will will end, Ricky. Really. No, but also what,
5: again, it makes me laugh, well, it doesn't make me laugh, but the fact that they're now going to suspend the Champions League in Europa League games, they're shown they couldn't make the decision last week. Mm. We could still have been in it, but I know obviously it would still been a, a difficult tie. Well. But, you know, at the same time, um, I think like Jay says, the most important thing is the health yeah. and safety of the people and if that's going to be at risk because of playing a football game for me listen it's ridiculous You know, I, I, health yeah. and safety is the most important thing in life
7: I, I would I would I hope that the Euros would get pushed back because obviously we're going to hmm. see a lot of football delayed and we want all the seasons to finish we you know we want hopefully that everything Part to this be one, decided. Jane, we, don't, we don't want this one coming well, to well yeah I mean it, yeah, it's difficult I mean obviously Liverpool you feel as though even as a Spurs fan I do have a lot of admiration for what they have done this season so you, you kind of want to see them I know a lot of people no, are going to say what on <laughs> earth are you talking about <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea, no, I, think they, day, I, it? I think they did, you know, they obviously, of course, deserve, but you want to see the, the season end. And oh. of course, if you are having the Euros and that's yeah, going to be cool. end I, I,
5: today I,
6: I, I would love <laughs> nothing better than this. Seems to be a right up of Liverpool for all those games they've played yeah. to not get the title would be brilliant, yeah. And it even sounds strange to say now we're talking about how serious this virus is, mm. all the you know what's going on around the world. And now we're going, let's talk about a game with Man United oh, yeah. on the weekend. It's really hard to obviously segue that over and go, yeah. what do we think the selection will be on the weekend? But Ricky what do you think this election will be? <laughs> yeah. um, so as far as we know, we
5: know Ben Davis is back in training. Mm-hmm. Davinson Sanchez is back in contention. Yeah. We've seen Soko, I think, commence yeah, he's training back as well. In, yeah, he's
7: back with the group. Back so with I the group. We don't think he's yeah. going
5: to be fit. But, yeah. um, I mean, again, this is going to be another test for Jose Mourinho. He's playing against his old club. Well, let's be honest about it. Up at Old Trafford, you know, he got I think for me he, it was a tactical great display from Ole Gunnar Solskjaer hmm. and he really did a number on Mourinho yeah. and we've asked this question before with Mourinho we've seen it Chelsea have been beaten by them twice this season of course we've got the result against Man City but apart from that you know, there, there may still be a couple of question marks how will Mourinho approach this game I don't know. I think Spurs fans in general for me, they're not going to accept, and this is the key thing, they're not going to accept sitting mm. at home against Man United with a bank of ten. That's just not going to happen. And I mm. understand it's difficult because of the players he's got available to him and he hasn't got available to him. Mm. But I think at the same time, we are going to have to show some kind of attacking intent. We are the home side. We are Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. We're at our home. And we need to win this game. That, mm. That's the key thing here. If the game goes ahead, Spurs do need to win it to stand any chance. And I know I'm holding and hoping of top four I don't think it's going to happen no. but Spurs need to win their football matches and see where it yeah. takes them
6: yeah and obviously Man United with loads of momentum at the minute actually have really turned the corner under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer winning tonight 5-0 as you said in the Europa League Jamie Obviously, maybe that can play a small part, even though Tottenham played this week. What do you make of this new improved
7: United side and going up against them? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Bruno Fernandes has come in and, and done a fantastic job. So it's what a really signing has d- been for them. We were a link with him, was we? It, mm. We were supposed to with him. <laughs> so it's going to be difficult seeing him come to the stadium. Um, of course, Martial playing very well at the moment. So they, they, they are obviously a side that has really um, had an upturn in form and... You know, it's difficult to see that with Spurs at the moment. There is a lot of uncertainty amongst the team that he'll select doesn't really feel as though anyone knows what our strongest eleven is, even though maybe we are limited in terms of the options that we do have. But yeah, as I said, I think the big issue for Spurs, there does seem to be a lack of confidence and maybe understanding uh, between each other. I think that we have done a lot of kind of changing of the system that we've played, and that hasn't really helped. And you just hope that Mourinho can kind of find a, a settled formation and maybe but it's difficult to see in terms of trying to build the confidence up again
6: yeah build the confidence up it is at home it kind of feels like a massive watershed moment really in the season after what's not just because of what's mm. gone on but obviously in that european aim in that top four race could be top five we still don't know the weekend is massive w- without trying to overstate it ricky yeah
5: of course it has been listen we've sat here for within the space of three weeks, we've gone out of two competitions and the top four now looks very, very highly unlikely. Even top five, Chaz. even if that
6: fifth spot comes available. It's highly unlikely. If they, I mean, they're, they're still in the race. they just, I think it's the performances that make you feel like that.
5: It does. And it's because, as, as Jason, the lack of confidence in the team, I don't think anybody knows the job they're doing. And again, I totally understand, you know, he's got a lot of injuries to cope with. I, I get that. I, mm. Listen, I sympathise with that. But at the same time, you've got to give confidence to players. You know, the worrying thing for me was that, Ndombele, for example, he came and d- dug him out. I-, I understand the reasons why he dug him out. I totally get that. That can sometimes work. We've seen it work in the past with him when he's done it in the past with Joe Cole, Frank Lampard, John Terry. I don't know if Tung is that kind of character that can handle that kind of criticism and come back. And the worrying thing for me was that when he gave him the criticism, I thought, OK, maybe I'll we'll give him a start in the next game to kind of prove himself. He didn't start him. Yeah. And that's where it worries me that, you know, isn't Dembele going to be able to play against Man United? Is he not going to be able to play? Is he fit? Is he not fit? And the fitness thing is obviously his bag. That's Ndombele. He's got to sort that out. He's coming on a big fee. You know, he's been here since June. He has to get his fitness in order. But it does worry me in terms of the team we're going to put out and the confidence of the players. And it's at home, and the fans, as we know, any you know passes that go astray, Jay, you know it's going to be yeah. a difficult atmosphere.
7: Yeah, and that that is another thing that will that I'm worried about. I think that you know that as we've said, we've had a really difficult week in mm. terms of the draw with Burnley, going out the FA Cup, going out the Champions League. So there is. It will be a very negative atmosphere, unfortunately, on the weekend. And unfortunately, yeah, we'll have to see how it goes in terms of on the pitch. Have to see how it goes. Then how will it go for you two? Ricky,
6: we'll start with you. How will the game play out and your score prediction? So this is me being brave and believing I'm going to go for 1-1. 1-1. 1-1. One, one. Yeah, that, and that's me yeah. and
5: that's me believing and praying. I think United are in really good form now under Solskjaer. They've found their gear. I think Spurs are going to be tired and groggy from what was a difficult game in the week up at RB Leipzig. He's then got to pick pretty much the same kind of team. Mm. Maybe a couple of changes, potentially Davinson Sanchez coming in. But I think the players are so low on confidence. It's, again, a home game where we don't seem confident at home. We need the supporters. The supporters at the moment, as you can see, is in disarray. I see us getting a draw. Of course I want to sit here and say I win but mm. I'm, again i I'm have always going to say on these shows now
6: I'm going to be realistic I'm going to be honest I'm going to say I reckon it'll be 1-1. Mm. Obviously Spurs want the points they're chasing that race and they mm. are at home but with the form Man United are in and they're still a big team and you don't want to drop you don't want to lose you're happy with a point? No of course I'm not. Massively. Well, a point's not good enough
5: really? is it?
7: Against Man what? United at home I think in the, well, Jay, the Jay 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 Jay, 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 it's no it's Jay massively.
5: Well, Jay is a point good enough for where we are now.
7: What, in the, in I the, would take a point. What, in the, in in the, the state, scheme of the top four? In the state we're in, I think you'd have to take a point against Manchester United. Because but I don't
6: think a point's good enough though, is it? No, it's not good enough in the terms of the race when you're trying to make up that ground and, and, and state mm. your case. But you've not lost the game, you've stopped Man United's no, but at run. at the same time, you've not I mean, been it's not a Sir Alex Ferguson Man United.
5: It's not a, you know it's for, you know
7: United are beatable but this is a Jose Mourinho Tottenham Hotspur are playing absolutely I know, playing but very you know, poorly at the moment That just oh, don't really your tune, That don't <laughs>
6: really <have> it. <laughs> it's at the same time will a point be good enough I don't think a point be good enough but you know All right Ricky stand a point when good enough Jamie you were straight in and said massively so for you a point good enough and, and how will it play out in your score prediction
7: Yeah I i, I thought you, I'm going to go for a defeat I do think it'll be 2-1 to Manchester oh, United what? I'm very I, I know. <laughs> I know, i oh, sorry. That's I think i yeah. um done me, that is. It's, yeah, it's going to be... It's, for a win,
6: didn't you? Yeah, uh, I did.
5: Yeah. After that.
7: Really? Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry <laughs> to disappoint you.
5: Um, but yeah, he's um, still got the foundations, though. We've got. We've still got the stadium. We've still <laughs> got the training ground.
6: Still got the foundation. Still got the training ground. We will be here as we always are next week. The good, the bad, the ugly. Will a point be enough? Jamie's going for a defeat, but Ricky said 1-1 on the weekend. Who knows? The Spurs Fan Show with Ricky Sacks and Jamie Brand is back next Thursday.
1: old to if the thanks
5: for downloading this podcast from lovesport radio for more go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts news and views or for more follow us at lovesport radio on Twitter <laughs> 18 plus.